Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is presented by Progressive Insurance, the great Isaiah Thomas, the Hall of Famer, with me live in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. You just heard from Christine Lisi in Center. Breaking news, really surprising. I, I went through my initial reaction to it on, on the Celtics' moves there. I'm really surprised by what happened there. I, I'm just surprised Brad Stevens wanted that. Uh, Danny Ainge stepping down, Brad Stevens moving into the front office. He's 44 years old. Look, he can go be in the front office for a little while and then go back to coaching, obviously. I just... Just didn't strike me as something he would want to do. One way or another, that's what he's doing. And I'm thinking about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was a GM, right, in Phoenix. And then went back to broadcasting and then went to coaching at Golden State. And that seems to have worked out pretty well for him. So obviously, um, Brad Stevens could do all of that. One way or another, a day of great tumult in Boston as far as the Celtics are concerned. And we'll keep a close eye on that. We've been talking a lot, of course, about LeBron on LeBrink. And I'll get back to that in a moment. And... Uh, We'll have some time for some phone calls coming up here in a few minutes as well. But I did want to take a quick second to say that it was a wonderful and emotional night for the family last night. And I want to thank everybody for the very nice comments that we have received. You know, some of you have been with me long enough that you will remember when my son Stephen was born, December 10th of 2002. We talked about it a great deal on the air, on the old show, Mike and I, you know, we Talked about our families, our kids, all the time. And uh, we called him Baby Stee. And I was very touched to see as I posted these pictures last night, so many people made reference to the Wiggles. My son Stephen, when he was little, was obsessed with the Wiggles, who were this Australian quartet who sang these kids' songs like Fruit Salad and other things. And we went to see them in concert numerous times. And we had all kinds of fun with that on the old show. Many of them came on the air with us. And it was a lot of fun. And people were posting those pictures last night or posting sentiments like that on the picture that I put up last night. Because last night was my son Stephen's high school prom. And uh, that was quite an experience. Next week will be his graduation and I'll never make it through that. So let's, let's try and talk about this for a minute if we can. It's, it's a bizarre wonderful, very confusing period in your life to go through that I'm going through right now. It's wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for anything. My kids are doing great. Thank God. And so many people have so many problems in life and, and my kids are healthy first and foremost. And Steven's going to graduate from high school and he had a wonderful time last night. But I will say seeing your kids that kind of grown up, like last night, we're taking a picture and it's me and Stacy and Steven in a tuxedo. And his date, and many people have commented about a lovely young woman she is. Her name is Annie, and she is. And it was that was sentimental for me because they are both lifers at the school that they go to. So they've been best friends since they were five. So everyone is, um, you know, making all sorts of very, for the most part, very nice comments. And, and they have literally been together forever uh, as friends. And, and they decided to go to the prom together last night. So I put the picture up. You can see it uh, if you'd like to at ESPN Greeny. It is on Instagram and at, on Twitter. And I will tell you that it hit me in ways that I wasn't expecting. Like I didn't know what to expect. And I think part of it might have been the fact that this was a night I didn't expect them to get. Now, they lost so much of the stuff that they should have had in their senior year of high school. They didn't have homecoming. They didn't have most of the organized sports they usually have. Stevie lost out on his last year of basketball. All these things 
that happened. And so I was so happy for him that he was getting a prom, which a month ago did not appear as if it would happen, that literally up until the moment that he walked out the door of his room in a tuxedo, it had not occurred to me, here's how stupid I am, it had not occurred to me that it was going to strike me in any kind of way. And then he walked out the door of his bedroom and he's wearing a tuxedo. And I thought, holy smoke, I don't have a little boy anymore. I have a man. My son is a man. And more than I've ever felt that, I felt it last night. So anyway, it was an emotional night for the entire family. And, um, you know, I, I thank everybody for the very lovely response that, that we received as we put those pictures up there. We've always shared our family um, in the best moments and the worst. And, and, and I was delighted with the reaction that we got last night. So my thanks to you. I, I will uh, hold the thought there because I'm told Woj is ready to go on a day filled with huge breaking news. Again, Woj, I read your tweets. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski joins me here on ESPN Radio. I read your tweets uh, on the air real time, and, and my initial reaction was one of great surprise. Again, the story here is that Danny Ainge is stepping down. That didn't surprise me. That Brad Stevens is moving into his role in the front office and they will search for a new coach. That does. Fill in whatever blanks we have figured out in the last couple of minutes. Woj. Uh, yeah, hey, Greeny. Uh, yeah, Danny Ainge, who has been thinking about this, and he has been thinking about a succession plan in Boston. He has talked, he had been talking with ownership about it. There was a sense he might go another year. Um, and uh, stay on the job and try to figure that out over time, but made the decision here recently that he was ready to move on and that Brad Stevens was ready uh, to move on from coaching uh, and move into a front office role. He's going to be the president of basketball operations, a lot of the same title Danny Ainge had, and now Boston is going to start a search for a new coach and uh, Ainge's career tra- trajectory was similar. He was a coach, went into the front office uh, in Phoenix, and, and now that's um, happening here in Boston or will happen here in Boston uh, with uh, Brad Stevens. Yeah, I, I, I again, I find myself a little bit surprised by that. Stevens at 44 feels to me like a guy who was going to coach until he was 70, and maybe he still will. I, I brought up the example of Steve Kerr, who was in the front office and then went back to broadcasting for a while, then came back as the coach in Golden State. So we'll see. But but as far as what the fans are concerned about now, Woj, the big question will be the coaching search. Where should we start thinking about as far as the next coach of the Celtics? I I think it's too early. Uh, Greeny to to really have a, a really good assessment of that. I, I listen. I think that this is still a very good job. This would have been a very good GM job, president's job, if it was opened up. You could have had your choice of any number of top candidates around the league, and I think that'll be the case certainly in coaching. And this is still a team with two all stars at the top of their lineup and. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and, 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 and some very good players. And, but uh, I think now for I, – I, I would imagine, Greeny, that this is probably a hire they're going to have to make from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Brad Stevens certainly uh, – listen, I know he'll have some favorites in the coaching profession. A head coach is going to have a different eye uh, than others. He's going to know guys he competes against, guys he knows – in the profession, I don't expect this to be a quick search for the Celtics. I think this is going to take a while. I think they'll, they'll have to be a lot of people for them 
to talk to. And, um, but I think for Brad Stevens, a lot of this was, I'm told, lifestyle. And wanting, especially since the bubble, I think there might be a sense of, of some burnout in coaching and uh, maybe the lifestyle in the front office uh, being more conducive uh, to family. And so I think those are all factors. And, and listen, it's, um, uh, I, I'm not surprised, however, they're not, they're not having him try to do both. We've mm-hmm. seen in the league that doesn't work great. Uh, if you want less work, not, not, if you want different, I shouldn't say less work, different work, um, trying to do both jobs is, is too much. And so uh, I'm not surprised that Brad Stevens made a decision to, and that the organization made a decision to not have somebody try to do both jobs. Rick Pitino tried it. It didn't work. And, and we've seen a num- number of cases. It's too much. They're two separate jobs. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Woj with me on the Goodyear hotline. Again, the enormous breaking news out of Boston today. Danny Ainge stepping down. Brad Stevens assuming his role in the Boston front office. And they will begin a search to figure out who the new coach is going to be. Woj, just quickly while I have you, I've spent a lot of the morning on the Lakers here. What is the expectation relative to Anthony Davis to to whatever degree you know it as far as his availability for Game Six, the Lakers obviously with their backs against the wall, and that—that's the big story in the sport this minute. What, what do you expect as far as Game Six tomorrow night? Yeah, I expect Anthony Davis will do everything he can to try to play. He—he mm-hmm. he thought about it last night, and and I—I I was told prior to the game it was probably like around sixty forty that he would not play, mm-hmm. uh, based on where the groin was. But he went out. He tried to loosen it up. Was out a couple times in warmups. Uh, didn't go. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't think there is a definitive answer yet about Game Six for him. But certainly, uh, this is these are dire straits for the Lakers. And uh, I think if there's any way he can be out there, I think he will be. Uh, but certainly, um, but but the fact that he did go out try to warm up last night. Um, gave it a shot, tells you maybe with another day or two of rest, of rest, there might be some way that he can get out and give them something uh, in in a role in a game they've got to win. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't realized that. I had a busy night last night. I hadn't realized he was in the warm-ups. We'll see. Season on the line tomorrow night. Again, Woj, the best in the business with the huge news today. Thank you for jumping in here, my friend. I appreciate it. You got it, Greedy. Talk to you soon. All right. See you later. That's Adrian Wojnarowski again. The enormous breaking news out of Boston. I continue to be surprised. And when he says that, it makes sense. You know, the bubble last year was a, a challenging experience, I think, for everyone in different ways, as the whole year has been for a variety of different reasons. And it impacts us all in different ways. Um so maybe a degree of burnout. It doesn't surprise me that much. I will ask Isaiah Thomas about it again. The Hall of Famer on the way. Lakers backs against the wall. So much to get to. I'll take a short break, and I've got a lot more to do in just a moment. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greenie, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here. Time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth inning, kind of good. Straight talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best networks. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Isaiah Thomas coming up live a little more than 10 minutes from now, the Hall of Famer, talking about the situation in Boston, not what I was expecting. But again, the Celtics today with all kinds of I think just stunning decisions um, with Danny Ainge stepping aside as the president of basketball operations and Brad Stevens assuming his role. And they'll look for a coach now as they go forward. So the Celtics are making moves. Making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. And I will also ask Isaiah Thomas whether or not it is fair to criticize or question Anthony Davis today. You know, Charles Barkley It was funny. It's unquestionably funny. The question is, is it fair when he says on TV last night, he calls Anthony Davis street clothes. Anthony street clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. Now, as I say that, Brandon Phillips, my stage manager, starts to laugh. You know why? Because it's funny. Charles is funny, and that's a funny line. Question is, is it fair? Can you criticize someone for being always hurt? Because... People who are always hurt, I mean, look, history is filled with athletes who are injury prone. I, there's something in the biology of it, the, I don't know, the physiology of it, that you're just more inclined to injury for whatever reason. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what that is. But having been a sports fan all of my life, you just know some guys are always hurt. And Anthony Davis is obviously one of those guys. And is that something you can criticize? Sometimes I'll hear players who were never hurt criticizing players who were always hurt. And, my, and they say it as though it's a lack of toughness. But I don't think it's that. Like, I don't think Anthony Davis isn't tough enough to play. I think he's just hurt all the time. And it's not something he does on purpose, and I don't think it's something he can do anything about. So I don't know that the criticism is fair. Again, it, just because it's fair or not doesn't mean it isn't funny. It's obviously funny when, when Charles Barkley says that. But I don't know for sure whether or not it's fair. We'll ask Isaiah what he thinks, and we'll find out. In the meantime, I have a whole different question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. So I told you, if, if I could have been the fly on the wall for this meeting, I would have given anything to be there. But Teddy Bruschi telling us this unbelievable story as the subject of a perfect season comes up. And this was on Get Up yesterday with Mahomes saying he wants to go 20-0. and 0. And Teddy Bruschi telling us this story of late in the season, the year that the Patriots went 16-0. and Late in the season, they have a captain's meeting. So it's Brady, Brewski, and Belichick in a room. And Brady and, Bel- and Brewski basically saying, Coach, don't take us out. We want to play. We want to go for it. Don't take us out. 
and Belichick, whatever he had previously been thinking. And Teddy said he, he didn't think that Bill was predisposed one way or the other. He listened to the captains and he did what they wanted because he recognized how important it was to them. Great. All that is great. And I would, I would give anything to have been a fly on the wall for that meeting. But it does raise a pretty interesting question. So, Bubba, I'm going to come to you first. And many may not know that before Bubba was a, a, a successful board operator in radio, uh, that Bubba was a football coach and, and coached at, at the highest level in many different places, including for a very successful stint in the Canadian Football League. Um, but Bubba, if you're a head coach and your team is now, I guess it would be 16-0 and because it's going to be a 17-game regular season. You've clinched everything there is to clinch. Are you playing Dak Prescott the entire 60 minutes, week 17, to go for the perfect season, recognizing the possibility of injury and how that would derail your Super Bowl chances? What are you doing, Bubba? <sighs> this is a tough one. This is a tough one. But I think the smart move is to go for the perfect season. No, why do you say that? I, I could tell you tried to fake everybody out. Because the smart move is not to go for the perfect season. The smart move is to rest the players, to keep your players out of harm's way, to put them in a hermetically sealed right. bubble to keep them from having any risk of injury whatsoever. That is the smart move. Yeah, because but, you know, you want your players, you want to show your players you believe in them, you want to go for history, you want to go for it, you want to show them you're going to go for it, and you want to make history. Yes, of course, you want to. You want to do a lot of things. What I'm saying is it's easy to say that until you're the one who has to make the decision. I want to sit here. I'm kind of coming to the defense of the Indianapolis Colts and the way they handle this. Now, the, the whole playing half a game I found strange, but the idea of not playing your starters, not going for the perfect season, but rather in that sport where injury is so prevalent and so frequent, in that sport, to not play those guys and not go for the perfect season, Nuno, same question to you. If you're the one making the decision, what do you do? I go for it. You go for the perfect season. Yes, you have to. I don't. I don't want that. Like uh, as Jeff Saturday, he like he's still upset about that, that that they didn't go for it. Like I don't want that being on my conscience. You know what is more upsetting? Peyton Manning gets blasted in a meaningless week 16 or 17 game, a game that is for all intents and purposes for you an exhibition. It doesn't have any standing on your chances of winning a championship. And Peyton Manning takes a huge shot, you know, in the back, and all of a sudden he's out for your playoff run. That's worse. That's worse than Jeff Saturday being mad at you for the rest of your life, isn't it? I, yeah, but you're going to that neg. As someone who's very negative, you're going to that extreme. Like, <laughs> let's go out there and try to win this game, guys, and go from there. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're, by your logic, you would say, all right, once you clinch a playoff, let's take everyone out then. Like, you know, no, you keep playing. You play to the end. Not necessarily. Not in that sport. Again, I, who am the most against tanking and the most against resting and the most all of that and, and everything. Football is the one sport where I think you have to look at it the other way, at least consider it the other way, because the chances of injury on every single play are 100%. Everyone's getting hurt on every single play. Everyone's getting hit, and you can't play the game not to get hurt. If you're right. going to put Peyton Manning out there but say, no matter what happens, don't get hit, throw it away, or don't, well, then just don't play, because you either play to win the game or you're not. And if you're going to play to win the game, you're putting your quarterback and everybody else in harm's way in a game that does not impact your chance of winning a championship, which is really your only stated goal to begin with. 
It's a more interesting and complicated question than I think we usually make it out to be. I'm going to leave it there for the moment because I want to save plenty of time for the Hall of Famer. The one, the only, Isaiah Thomas joins me live next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase and presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. It is a crazy moment in time in the NBA playoffs with LeBron and the Lakers on the brink. The Boston Celtics making all sorts of huge changes and a whole lot more. And with thoughts on that, it's my pleasure to bring the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas into the conversation with me here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Isaiah Thomas. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How have you been? It's been a long time. The last time I think I saw you, we were flying. We, we, we both wound up, I think, in the airport at the same time flying into the Super Bowl in January of 2020. And we thought, oh, well, I'll see you again sometime soon. And then we all have seen what has happened in the world since. And, and so I just, how has everything been and, and how was your past year? Everything's good. And uh, thank you for asking. Um, you know, and I trust everything is, is well with you and family on, on, on your end. Uh, definitely uh, it's been a a tough year for all of us, but I think it made all of us realize um, and appreciate the, the people that we love and the things that we cherish. That's well said. Absolutely. No, we're all good, and, and, and it's good to hear that you are as well. All right, let's dive into this here. Here's the first question I want to ask you. 
So Charles Barkley is unquestionably funny. And so last night he goes on TV, whether it's fair or not, it's funny. So he goes on TV last night and he says, I call Anthony Davis street clothes because he's always in street clothes. So, okay, so you're laughing. It's funny. I'm laughing, too. It's funny. But the question is, is it fair? Is it fair to criticize a player for being injury prone? Anthony Davis is inarguably injury prone. He's hurt a lot. It's obviously not something he does on purpose. You as a guy who played as famously as anybody in the NBA Finals that year where you could barely even walk. What are your thoughts on whether or not it is fair to criticize a player for being hurt at at the most important time of the year? It it, it definitely isn't fair. However, um, we we in sport um, and also in in, in politics, uh, we, we, you know, we take the the brunt of, of jokes sometimes and, and Barkley has a way of um, you know, he's carved out a, a space where not only is, uh, you know, as a former player, Hall of Famer, you know, journalist now, you know, kind of comedian, been on Saturday Night Live, you know, the street clothes, you know, it, it you know, it ain't fair, but it is funny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it, it's like, it, hey, I've. I've been called a lot of things too. That's not fair, but sometimes it's funny, you know. And that's being in the arena. That's that that kind of comes with the territory. So I, street clothes is like, you know, you, it it kind of fits. I'm with that. So then let me spin it into a different, into a more legitimate question, I guess, which is. Like, when you're a player, do you look sideways at those guys? If you've got a teammate, and, and in this case, he's the second most important guy on the team, maybe even the most at certain times, and he's not available to play in, in, in one of the biggest games of the year, as last night was, and we'll see what happens the rest of the way. You know, do you look sideways at him? What, what, what are the guys, they'll say the right things, but what are they really thinking? So, so Greeny, we, we, we came from a different era, and and I think it's important that we, we point this out. Uh, the, the era in the times that we played in and came from was that, hey, you, you may not be able to, to play and participate at 100%. However, we'll take 25%. We'll take 50% of you. And if you can contribute that much, then, then that's better than, than zero. Uh, this is an era of, of basketball where the medical staffs have become so involved in determining whether a player plays or not, where they actually make the decision, not the player, not the team. And as we know, in the, in the medical profession, they're, they're, they're very cautious in terms of the way they think about the body and the way they think about, uh, you know, uh, giving their consent to play. Uh, so. You know, we always said, "Hey, you know, if 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 you can play a little bit, hey, that 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 we that will help us. You may only, you know, be good enough for one play, and that one play may win us the game. Uh, but this is an era where they they want everyone to be a hundred percent, and um, the medical staffs uh, they they're very cautious about giving their consent uh, to whether a player can play or not. You know, I." I ask this because I want to educate anyone listening to this conversation who's not old enough to remember the game I'm talking about. 
But your performance in Game 6 of the 1988 NBA Finals is one of the most famous games of all time. You couldn't even walk on that ankle, and you scored 43 points in a game that your team lost at the very end. But uh, I mean, you, you, your performance is sort of the stuff of legend. Going back, did you ever consider not playing? Like, like, take me to that mentality. Did you think to yourself, all right, my ankle hurts. I'm not 100% or even close to it. Did you consider not playing? I, I At that time, no. I was, I was trying, in my mind, I was trying to figure out every way possibly that I could play, uh, even – even risking, you know, career-ending injury, uh, and and that was that was kind of what you know was almost required for uh, the players back then. Um, you know, you you risk it all, and that's what that's what the fans want to see. Uh, that's what the the players did. You know, we we risked it all, and you you see a lot of us, uh, you know, walking around now. Uh, you know, we're we're not healthy. You know, in terms of knees, ankles, uh, hips. Uh, you know, our generation of player and that generation of player, you know, you you laid it all on the line physically and mentally. Now, again, I, I, I do say this, uh, you know, the, the medical staffs of these teams, they are the ones that hold the player back and say, you can't risk it all. You can't play. And and then you, you're forced as a player, do I go against doctor's orders? and go out there and play. Mm. And if you go against doctor's orders and you go out and play and you hurt yourself, then now there's an insurance piece that comes into play mm. that says, well, you know, we told him not to play. And then, you know, he, he played and he hurt himself. Now this, do you get your contract? So the, the medical staffs have way more power in deciding if a player plays or not than the actual player does. Isaiah Thomas with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So we'll see what happens with the Lakers. They'll play their game six with their season on the line tomorrow night. Uh, Isaiah, tonight the Knicks and the Hawks will play game five at the Garden in what has been an interesting and somewhat surprising series to me. Two things I want to ask you about. One of them is the mentality of playing the villain. Like that was something that your teams, your legendary Pistons teams, seemed to really thrive upon. And there have been other players historically who have. Reggie Miller, one of the all-time greats, who just seemed to love sort of egging on the crowd. And, and you know, when the crowd was against him, he, he loved being the center of that attention, that, that negative attention. Trey Young seems to be embracing that in this series, his first ever playoff series. He goes into the Garden, and he seems to really be embracing the role of villain, of, of sort of getting into it with the fans in that regard. I, I just wonder... What is that mentality? Tell me about that, the mentality that says, I want to be the guy who goes in there, plays the role of the villain, and shuts those fans up. That means I'm saying I am better than you. I know I'm better than you. And the person who's guarding me cannot stop me. No matter how loud you cheer or how hard you boo, I'm getting ready to mess over your guy. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the mentality and and it and it's a it's a it's an exhilarating and and for us and and for me uh it was an exhilarating fun point you know when you have that much control over the audience uh in the arena where you can literally make twenty thousand people uh go silent and you can make them upset by the jump shot that you take 
in the basket that you score, uh, you know, and it, and, it, and it truly is a sign of respect from the home crowd. Because if the home crowd has no feelings or care or emotion about you, that means that you, you, you're not a good enough player for them to be concerned about. However, if they're showing you the respect by booing you and, you know, upset with you when you get the basketball, they know that you can do something that will hurt their team and affect their emotions. So it's, you know, it really is the highest form of a compliment when you're in someone else's arena and they're more concerned about you than they are about their own team. I'm with that. I, I totally agree. And, and notwithstanding some of the ridiculous nonsense that we're seeing in, in certain isolated cases with spectators during the, the playoffs this year, um, that back and forth between the players and, and, and the, the audience is one of the best things about sports. That, that's one of the things that makes it so great and so compelling over the years. One more thing for you while I have you, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Steph Curry's Warriors didn't make the playoffs this year, but I had a lot of people down the stretch of the regular season coming on this show and saying that the performance of Steph the second half of this season with all the injuries that team had elevating his game the way he did that it sort of elevated in their minds his stature on the list of of the all-time great players you know and, and we'll start bringing up names like yours like there's Steph Curry out there the point guard putting him in 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 the same conversation with guys like Isaiah Thomas and others um, what do you think as you watch Steph this the second half of this season? What what was your perspective on what you saw from him, and what if anything it did you think for his your view of him historically as a great player? I, I, like everyone else, I was you know, uh, you know, just breathtaking, breathtakingly astonished at, of how well he could shoot the basketball and. And then how how easily he always found a way to get open and defeat the defense. Because, you know, every every defense is designed when they play the, the Warriors to stop him. But yet he would still find ways to get open and score. Uh, so, you know, every every compliment that was given to him was earned and deserved. And, and I was happy to be one of them. Now, the second part of your question is, you know how does how does it make how in terms of how does it make me feel to 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 have Steph Curry elevated to that level of conversation where they're talking about he and I in the same breath? Mm-hmm. I mean, Greeny, it's a, it's our, our ultimate compliment. Uh, compliment when it would be like uh, people talking uh, to you about and 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 putting you in the same you know lane with you know the great Howard Cosell or or Bob Costas, or, you know, some of the, 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 the highest of the high in, in your profession, you know, and, and to have my name be compared to Steph Curry's and the Kyrie Irving's and people who are playing beautiful basketball today, I'm, I'm honored. I, I truly am honored. I, I love to hear that, you know, and, and people look, here's what happens, Isaiah, as we get older, other people get younger, that <laughs> the world keeps getting younger and younger, and you and I keep getting older and older. And so I feel like I need to keep reminding them of what a great player you were. And, and so I, I, I think, and I'm not saying this because you're on the phone with me right now, I've said this a million times, that the guys today should be honored to have their names in the same sentence with you guys. But you're telling me you're honored to have your name in the same sentence with them. Well, we come from an era where there was, uh, 
you know, humbleness and respect. This is an era where they say, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, even and in, in, in I'll, in I'll even bring Jordan up in, in, in this. You know, we we've never heard Michael Jordan say he was the greatest to ever play. Now, everyone else has debated that. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard Michael Jordan come out and say, hey, you know what? I'm the greatest to have ever done this. You know, and and this is a generation that that says no, I'm I'm the greatest to do it, and and they put that stamp on it, and and they claim it, and we come from an era where we didn't claim it, we we kind of let others claim it and fight about it. So so I'm glad that you continue to uh, remind people of how great a player I was, and by the way, you I do have the credentials uh, to back up. The, the opinions and the statements that you're making. That's 100% right. And the one thing I'll, I'll just say in closing, Michael may not have said it, but you know he thought it, right? There was never any he question thought, Michael he, thought it, right? He only thought it against other teams, but not against the Pistons. <laughs> Those rivalries <laughs> never go away. Isaiah, it's great to catch up. Thank you so much for, for this time, as always, and we'll talk again down the road. Enjoy the games. You're welcome, and thank you, and have a great summer. All right, take care. That's Isaiah Thomas with us here. I always enjoy talking to him, and, um, you know, I've pointed it out a million times. Like, I'm just a basketball fan at the end of the day. I'm just telling you what I see, and I've said it before. Of all of the – I'm going to put him in a category with the little men. You know, he's he, he played technically the same position as a lot of guys who were six inches taller than he is. But if you're just looking at the little men that I've seen play, going back to Nate Archibald, Isaiah – Put Allen Iverson in this conversation. Put Steve Nash in this conversation. Whoever else you want. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You take whoever you want. I'll take Isaiah and my team will beat your team. It's just that simple. I don't know what the numbers are going to say. I'm not telling him he's going to score more. I'm just telling you that my team is going to (laughs) win. If I get him then my team's going to win. You take one of the other guys, and, and that's just the way it's going to go. All right, one more piece of business before we finish today, because uh, in, a, in a break that we had there, we were talking before the break, for those of you just joining me here, we were talking about this whole conversation about in football, going for the perfect season at the end versus pulling out your starters, not, not taking any chance, excuse me, on them getting hurt, in what could amount to meaningless games at the end. This dating back to Teddy Bruschi saying that he sort of lobbied, he and Brady lobbied Belichick to play them late in that season when they were perfect because they wanted to go for it. And then Jeff Saturday today on Get Up With Us bemoaning not being able to do that in Indianapolis that one year that they were pulling people out. And, and I keep saying, look, as a fan and as one who never has to make that decision, it's so easy to sit here and say, of course you go for it. Of course you want to go for the perfect season. you got to be crazy not to. That's really easy to say when you have really nothing at stake in the decision. But when you're the person, if you have to sign the piece of paper that says, Peyton Manning played this game, which had no bearing on our chances of winning the championship, because I decided he should, and then, God forbid, he gets hurt and doesn't get to play in the playoffs and we lose, then I cost us a title. That's what just happened. And so I get the other side of it. So I bring this up. Brandon, stage manager for us to get up here now on this show, one of my, one of my favorite people in the world. I looked over him. I said, what do you think? He says to me, Greeny, here's what you do. You play it like a preseason game. You play the guys for like a half, and then you pull them out. And I said, I'll tell you what I think of that on the air. So, Brandon, I'm going to tell you right now what I think about that. 
I think that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my entire life. That is utter nonsense, and I will tell you why. Because now you're not doing one or the other. You're doing neither. I understand going for it. You try and win the game. We're going we're gonna to go for the perfect season. I understand preserving at all costs the possibility of injury. What I don't understand is doing neither, which is what you're doing. It's what the Colts did. They put Manning in the game for a half. They went a little bit ahead. They took him out. He could have gotten hurt in that half. Then they took him out, and they wound up losing anyway. So you did neither. You didn't do A. You didn't do B. You accomplished neither one of those things. You just espoused the theory that was followed by the Colts that everyone thinks doesn't make any sense. How do you explain that? Now, you're sitting over there wearing a mask, and you don't have a microphone, so you you really can't explain your thinking to the audience. They should have let—he's saying they should have let him coach that game. Frankly, had you coached that game, the Jets would have won even with Peyton Manning out there. (laughs) All right, it's been fun today. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.